Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Very Merry, probably a podcast Christmas episode is here. Last year, um, I had about a fucking 15 foot tree behind me and like stockings. I have no stockings hung with care. I have a lot going on before I'm supposed to leave to go back to South Carolina tomorrow. And I simply cannot do that. Like the fact that I'm in this like really shaky. Can you hear it in the mic? Like, does it kind of sound like ASMR? Um, This holiday festive dress on. And I actually have, oops, got to turn all ladies, please turn, ladies and gentlemen, please silence all cell phones during the podcast. Um, I had a uh, luggage from a month. So that was two massive suitcases and then two carry-ons. And I just, let me tell you what I did. I just dumped it. I physically dumped it upside down in my bedroom. And I'm like combing through because I did a lot of laundry at the Airbnbs that we stayed at because they had washers and dryers. But like I still had laundry to do. So I have to, I'm going to run you guys through my upcoming travels and it's not, it's going to be all over the place. Okay. But basically when I leave to go home for Christmas, that is the last time I'll come back to my house in Nashville until James and I come back to my house in Nashville. So not only do I need to like do laundry, unpack, and then repack for 10 days, I have to make sure my house looks, you know, nice for my boyfriend to come back to so he doesn't think I'm a fucking slob. Um, Yeah, so all in all, I called my mom today and said, hey, Sharon Kay, I'm not coming home tomorrow. I will see you the day after tomorrow, okay? Which is a really scary movie that I always got really panicky when I watched when I was a child. Did you ever watch Day After Tomorrow? What a frightening film. Natural disasters have always freaked me the fuck out. I don't know why. I've been very, very afraid of them. Tsunamis. I have a very irrational fear of tsunamis. It's really, it's really plagued me. It's, it's a reason I haven't really gone to, to Bali. I don't think. Don't a lot of tsunamis happen there? No. Couldn't tell you. Us in geography, not friends. You know that emoji where it's like me and my couch, and it's like the handshake emoji. I'm like the exact fucking opposite. It's like me and geography punching bag emoji. Last time we talked was when James and I were together, we were in London and guess what? In that episode, I was like, I'm heading to the airport in like two hours. That was like the most chaotic rush day ever. My agent actually for my Instagram ads, text me, Samantha shouts out, love you. And she was like, Hey, you literally have nothing on your stories and we have to post two ads and like, they can't just be ads on your stories. And I was thinking about it and I was like, That is like a telltale sign when I'm actually like either so stressed out or like so busy. Cause even when I'm having the time of my life and having fun and quote unquote unplugged, I'm still like putting stuff on my story and updating and happy. But if I'm just stressed the fuck out, I don't put anything on my story on Instagram. That's a good tell sign. If you see 
if you see like no little red, you know, purple pink circle around my face on Instagram, a bitch is stressed out. Okay. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I recorded the episode with James and then we did a little Christmas thing with his parents and then packed my bags and drove to the airport. And as he was dropping me off, it was like, so first of all, this is like only happened to me this one time in my entire life. And people ask me, and I actually, I want to read this message that my friend Jenica, who you guys all know and love, she sent this message to me whenever I posted how upset I was. So if you follow me on Instagram, then you saw that I missed my flight from London to America and also coincide with missing my flight lost $2,800. So that's not fun. That's, um, that's not fun. It's not ideal. But why I lost the money was because, so basically when I got to the airport and he dropped me off, he put all my bags on the curb. We like hugged and kissed goodbye. And then I was like, wait, where's my, and I said my, I said my Celine pouch because I have this like a uh, Celine branded pouch, whatever that I know I put all my passports, my wallet, my everything and my keys, everything when I travel. And I was like, as I said the words, like, as I was like, wait, where's my Celine pouch? My brain was like, it's on his parents' couch in their home an hour away. And I was like, where is it? Like, do you, is it in the car? Is it? And he was like, oh, it's gotta be in here somewhere. Right. And I was like, yeah, it's gotta be in here somewhere. Right. And then in my head, I was like, no, bitch, it's on the fucking couch. You know exactly where it's at. Cause I had this like instant flashback remembering that I was hugging everyone by and it was in my hand and it's like a big pouch. I like set it on the couch and then I fucking left. So basically there was no way I would have made it to the airport in time to get like, sorry, there's no way I could have made it back to his parents' house, got my passport, and then made it back to the airport in time to board my flight. My flight was boarding in an hour and a half because there was crazy holiday traffic. It would have taken us an hour to get back and an hour to get there. So obviously it couldn't work. But my brain, being the travel smart-minded person that I am, I was like, I need to make this change at the kiosk. Like, I need to to do this I because I knew I could tell them the flight hadn't taken off yet. I'm going to miss this flight. I don't have a passport. Can you put me on the flight tomorrow? There's an, there's another flight that leaves tomorrow. And they would have said yes. It, maybe there would have been a you know flight change fee or something, but whatever. So I, will, I tell James, you park over here. I'm going to go do this really quick in the airport. He's like, okay. And I'm obviously like very mad at myself already for doing this, for m- m- like having, not that his family didn't welcome me back with open arms, but like, it's just like, it, it was just like cringe to be like, haha, I forgot my passport. Also, I just felt, I know there's probably people listening to this that are like, I've forgotten stuff before. I'm not an idiot, but I felt like a fucking idiot. Like I was really hard on myself for it. So I go into the airport. I tell the lady what happens, not a lady at a kiosk, a lady that like is directing people to which lines to stand in. I'm a gold member with British Airways now because I fucking fly there all the time. So I was like, Hey, will you please put me in the direction of the gold kiosk? And I need a, I told her what happened. She was like, oh, you don't need to go to the kiosk to change that. As long as your flight has not taken off yet, you can call British Airways and you can change it with them. And I was like, producer Cordy is literally going like this. Mm, like her face is like, mm, girl. And that is what my gut told me. So I says to the lady, I says, are you sure? And she says, yes, as long as your flight hasn't taken off yet. And I go, are you sure? Because my flight takes off in an hour and a half. There's no like rules for that. She goes, as long as it has not taken off, the wheels have not left the ground. I was like, okay, bet. Would much rather just call them. I'm in the car. I tell James that. Although sneaky suspicion in my gut was like, you probably should just go to the kiosk and make sure you speak with someone at the airport and get it done. You're at the airport right now. What do you have to lose? But nevertheless, I listened to her and she was super nice and obviously just misinformed. I mean, God knows she wasn't trying to do me any harm by that. So, um, yeah, I get in the car. It takes 25 minutes to get a hold of British Airways, 25, 30 minutes on hold. And then when I finally speak to them, they tell me absolutely not. You have two hours before the flight that you can change something on the phone. You have 
I did have an hour and a half before the flight, but now I only had like an hour left before the flight. And they're like, you cannot change it online. But if you go back to the airport, they can change it for you. I mean, I, at that point, like we were already almost back to James' parents' house. I wasn't going to be like, can you take me back to the airport? So I was like, so what do I get back? And she was like, you can get a partial refund, which I just told James, like, keep driving. She go to your parents' house. Basically, by the time we got to his parents' house, I realized that my partial refund uh, was I get my tax, the taxes I paid back. So I think I paid $120 in taxes. So out of my $2,800 ticket, I got $180 back. Cool, 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 cool. I will say one, you live in your, you live and you learn. And that was something that I lived in and learned. And two, yeah, I understand where they're coming from. Like I, was canceling a flight an hour before it was going to take off. They can't refill a seat an hour before it takes off. They lose the money. I can understand how they wouldn't be like, sure, we'll give you a full refund. I didn't go like crazy bitch mode where I was like, why aren't you giving me a refund? I was like, I mean, this checks out. This is logically makes sense that I would not receive a refund for this. And yeah, I was just really bummed. But then I drank a shit ton of wine, a shit ton of wine with his family literally obsessed with his family like and everyone asked me that like oh do you like his family do you like his sisters do you like his brother do you like his mom dad and I'm like yes it, they are just so welcoming like when I came back you know what is even the best part I don't know if it's because they're English or if this is just like who they are as, as humans but um when I came back they weren't like oh no they didn't like make me feel silly stupid they just like they like talked shit like uh his brother was like weren't you supposed to be on a plane and his sister was like good going shit like it was like really funny and it lightened the mood and that's my like a form of like what's the word I'm looking for um my my like love language love language yeah it's my love language with for my friends and my family to like if I had done that my dad would have been like well I guess we got to drink this tequila you know what I mean like my family would have reacted the same way and then of course his mom was like really sweet like oh and then his his dad was so nice to his dad I like walked into the office to grab something like a, a laptop charger and he was like listen you didn't miss a wedding you didn't miss like a sick family member that you had to get back to like there was nothing you really missed and it does suck that you lost the money but like at least and he just like gave me a pep talk like it was all the components of a family's response that like my family would have gave me and it made me feel really happy and comforted and I just love the Middletons. So anyways, um, yeah, I just drank a bunch of wine with them. And then, yeah, at least I got another night with James. That was nice. But I will say I got this text because I was pretty I was pretty hard on myself. Just like, how could I be so stupid? Because, again, if you've left your passport, then I'm not calling you stupid. But all I want to say is that before I did this, when people would say stuff like, oh, yeah, we missed our flight. She forgot her passport. I'd be like, who the fuck forgets their passport? Like, how do you forget your passport? So I was kind of definitely a hater, but like. Yeah, I mean, like shit does. You can be as planned as you want, but shit happens. This is what I'll read you what Jenica sent me. She said, I literally do not have to use one brain cell when traveling with you. I literally just follow whatever you're doing. It's so nice. I'm just a little duck that follows you in line. I am really sorry, though. Give yourself so much grace. You're experiencing this for the first time in a short amount of time. You're experiencing so much while running businesses, hundreds of thousands of eyes on you. You're only one person. You can only do so much seamlessly, which like that's like just really fucking nice that's so and it was really kind to hear and it made me like mm, really sweet um so anyways yeah I that was how I you know left on the lunch that last time I talked to you guys I did not go to the airport and fly home I went to the airport and drove back okay let's talk about the hair mask that went absolutely viral and for honestly a very good reason too K18 is bringing you straight up into the future of hair care with their leave-in molecular repair hair mask that reverses damage to those luscious, or honestly, maybe not so luscious locks in just four minutes. Now, those of you who have been following me for a while know that I literally had hair extensions for 11 years. 
I had hundreds of individual hair extensions glued into my head and honestly they caused a lot of damage obviously. I finally decided enough is enough. I want to take out my weave and I said it's time to get this head of hair healthy. I tried literally so many things and nothing quite works like K18's hair mask. Now a lot of hair products honestly I feel like just cover up damage but K18 is clinically proven to break through and repair damage on all hair types. We're talking damage from bleach and color chemical services, and of course, the thing that we love to hate the most, heat on our hair. Now, I am no stranger to heat damage, and I'm always trying to reverse the effects of all my hot tools. The secret sauce that I feel like they're working with in K18 is their patented K18 peptide, which legit took them 10 years to create and involves a whole lot of really cool bioscience research. The leave-in mask is very easy to work into your schedule because it's like only four minutes, and ain't nobody trying to sit around with a product on your head for half an hour. It doesn't take a long time, making it stress-free to add to your routine, and you can really see a difference. It's made my hair stronger, softer, smoother, and helps to reverse daily damage we all, unfortunately, do keep doing to our hair. Even better, the K18 Leave-In Molecular Repair Hair Mask is available at Sephora and Sephora.com. And I know y'all be shopping there anyways. So walk your little booties into Sephora or log into Sephora.com and grab your K18 hair mask today and bring some life back into your hair, baby. Got home the next day. Was nice that I got to change the flight right back to Nashville. That was great. And then I came, which I mean, I just went straight to Taylor's house, obviously, which Taylor will be on the next episode next week, which we're looking forward to. But I wanted to also talk about, so this is a holiday episode. And I don't know if it has too many holiday themes, but then I was thinking about it because normally a lot of people do like um, New Year's Eve resolutions or not New Year's Eve resolutions, but New Year's resolutions, right? And I used to be all about them. I used to write them down. I used to do whatever. And of course, I'm probably still going to do that because I'm me and I love a pen and paper. But um, I also like I try not to make them massive, huge things because I just and I know what you people say, like manifest, even if it's crazy and out of your reach. But I'm like, I also just I never want to like make myself sad looking back at a piece of paper. Like I didn't do that. So I try to make them achievable. One thing I always make as a New Year's resolution, always, is um, I always say I'm going to interrupt people less and we're working on it. However, I did get not one, but two, two messages from people, DMs from people that listen to the podcast saying that the episode with Mike, they could tell that I was actively attempting and trying and succeeding and not interrupting him. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Really? You notice that? That makes me so happy. So she's living and she's learning. Um, okay. And so anyways, all that being said, I just don't really make that many New Year's resolutions. That'll probably be on it. Um, I always make being flexible a New Year's, New Year's resolution. Like I'm always like, you should stretch more. Like it's, it's like really sexy to be flexible. You know, like I want to be flexible. Like I want to be able to pick my leg up and put it over my head and be like, what, who, me, what? You know, those girls that just like randomly like, like show off that they're flexible. They're like standing in line or they're doing something. And they're always like those dumb bitches that are just like, like doing a fucking scorpion, like in line at TJ Maxx. And you're like fucking do less Miranda. But you're also like, damn, that bitch is flexible as fuck. And I want to be flexible like Miranda. But, um, I was reminded how not flexible I am whenever, well, James's mom is a Pilates instructor and she has this beautiful studio, like in their home where she teaches class. And there's this like bar and we were like drinking copious amounts of wine at the Christmas roast, which was so fun. And his mom was like, or his sister went over and like put her leg up on the bar. And then her, his mom was like, let me see you, Shannon. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh. And I think I did say like, I'm not flexible. But then I put my leg up there and she was like, oh, wow, you really are not flexible. I was like, no, no. Um, 
a lot of me to bend i'd say that's what i that's what i always say and she's like no you do have long legs but yeah we've got to work on your flexibility and i'm like yeah so that's a new year's resolution that i have those are like easy ones that you can do that i never end up doing but i'll try um I'm going to the gym more so like maybe I could just add stretching into that routine who knows but I wanted to speak on something that I do and I wonder if other people do this so anything that I do that's really toxic which is like tons of stuff you know what I mean tons like around my birthdays I tend to make and stick to resolutions on my birthdays more than the new year I don't know why the new year just seems so like broad and it seems so not personal because like everyone's going into the new year and everyone's making resolutions so I'm like well, whatever fuck off but for me my birthday just seems really like personal and like it's a me thing and like I'm turning out of the year older what have I learned in these years what do I want to like not do next year that I did this year and I was going to sleep on my 29th birthday 28th birthday I was about to turn 29 what I was going to sleep and I was 28 and it was my birthday and I was going to wake up and I was going to be 29 that is what I was trying to say. Um, sometimes I'm actually like, am I being microdosed against my will and taking mushrooms and I just don't know it? Because like, what am I saying sometimes? What the fuck am I saying? Um, anyways, I was going to sleep and I was closing my eyes and I was saying little like nightly affirmations, prayers, whatever you want to call them, speaking to the universe. And I was saying like what I wanted to stop doing. And I, this is this episode, I'm going to lay it out, all out on the table. I'm going to tell you guys some stuff that I, I've been doing. I'm going to, I'm going to be very honest for this. Is, we're going to be in the trust tree on this episode. So something that I did a lot and now I've told you guys, I haven't looked at Reddit in forever, which like so, so proud of myself, have not peeked at it, looked at it. I am such a happier person. And if you're listening to this and don't know what Reddit is, it's this website where people talk horrible, horrible, mean things about me. And it's not very nice. But as I spoke on an episode before, no one was, you know, forcing me to look at these things. It was definitely an egotistical thing I was doing. I was interested in what people had to say about me. So I was going to look at it, even though I knew everything that the people were saying about me were horrible things. So it was this like toxic circle of me consuming these mean, cruel, like things being said about me, but like, I couldn't stop looking at it. And then I was like acting different on my social media because I was like, they're so wrong. They're creating these false narratives. So I'm going to like, they would say I post something weird on Instagram like this. So I would do it differently. But then they also like caught the fuck on. You know what I mean? I remember sometimes I would get on Reddit and they would be like, hi, Shannon, we know you're reading this. And I was like, damn it. But like, you know, I was and I don't anymore, which is really great. I'm Reddit sober. I need a token. I am very proud of myself. So I says to myself, what else are you not going to do now that you're about to be 29? 29? I'm not, isn't 29 is not old at all, but like 29, you're a grown ass bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to stop doing little girl shit. You're 29. So something that I do regularly did regularly because since I've turned 29, I have not done it once. I have not done it once. And I sat on that couch right there yesterday, yesterday. And I almost did it. And I said, bitch, you're 29. You ain't doing that shit anymore. You promised yourself. And I'm really good at holding promises to myself these days. Like I'm really good at it. So I hold myself to a higher standard. Um, anyways, what I would do is I have this burner account on Instagram, like most people do. And I would check up on people who don't like me or check up on people who have blocked me or check up on anyone that just like 
rubs me the wrong way, right? And if you clicked on this burner account and you went to my search bar, it is a literal Rolodex of everyone who doesn't like Shannon Ford, okay? Eh, just check up on them. I don't know, maybe a girl that used to be on my show that hates me, maybe uh, an ex-friend that is a horrible human that hates me, maybe James' ex-girlfriend. I'm like, what's that stunning bitch up to today? What's she doing? Um, you know, just like, maybe I'll just check on people that I have no reason to check on. Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I looking at these people's lives? Like, this to me is embarrassing. And I, I feel like you guys probably look towards me. Like, I, I, I know I always get messages that are like, how are you so confident? How are you so this? Listen, even these people that you're looking at, that, that which by the way, I am confident. But like, we all have these little things, these little and these little skeletons in our closet, if you want to call them, or these little these little nuances of toxicity that we all do. No one is fucking perfect. No one is calm as a cucumber. No one's fucking better than this shit. Guarantee Khloe Kardashian. Well, honestly, she's a sad little bird. I think everyone knows she probably does stuff like that. But like I'm someone that's really fucking confident that everyone knows and loves. Like they're doing things that are hindering themselves. Nine times out of ten, the the shit that goes wrong in our lives is kind of our own fault. You know what I mean? Like I was what Anna Grace always tells me and what she told me in my reading, self-sabotaging. Like it's just, it's just self-sabotage. So I said to myself, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't get anything from looking at these people. So then I tried to break it down. Why am I looking at, why am I like checking up on these people? Because it's not like I was used, to, I've never once, this is right hand on a Bible. I've never once said anything from a burner account. I've never commented from my burner account or like, you know, poke the bear from my burner account or said anything, nothing like that. Right. I would really just use it to look at people's shit. And I was like, why am I doing this? And then I realized a big part of it was because I'd be bored. So like yesterday when I was sitting on that couch, I was just scrolling. Something made me think of someone. I think it was like that girl that used to be my friend. And I was like, something made me think of her. And I was like, oh, well, what is she up to? Like, what is she posting these days? And, and I was, I'm just sitting there bored. And I told myself when I dissected that, I was like, when I was laying in bed and about to fall asleep, I was like, if, if you are bored, because you can't always just make a resolution and not have action steps. So if you're listening to this and maybe not this exact same thing you do, you don't check up on your, you know, people that don't like you, people that wish you ill, maybe that's not what you're doing. But if you want to stop doing something that you do to self-sabotage, you need to put action steps in place or else there's just no point in it because you can just say, I don't want to do that anymore. But like you are, you're just going to do it again. So I told myself when you're about to do that, think, get up and do fucking go to work go do something. Like yesterday, I had like a couple things on my to-do list. Not much. It was a Sunday, but right before I was going to do it. And I, the devil, literally, I'm like picturing visually, there's an angel and a devil on my shoulder. And the devil is this like not really mean Shannon. She's just like super cool Shannon that everyone likes. And she's just like convincing me to do it. She's just like, this one was like, you haven't looked since your birthday. You really stuck to it. Don't do it. You really haven't looked at any, you haven't gone on your burner account, which by the way, one person might say, why don't you just delete your burner account? Instagram really won't fucking let you. Like it's really difficult. I've logged out of it and tried to delete it so many times. I've deactivated it. And every time I log back onto my phone, it's like, welcome back. And I'm like, no, no, no. Try to get rid of you, little bitch. And every time it's like, oh, we went ahead and logged you back in. I think I need to try it from the desktop to just delete it. Because I know that would obviously hinder me from doing it if I don't have a burner account. But um, yeah, the devil on my shoulder was a super relaxed, chill Shannon that was just like, listen, it's like the girl that tries to convince you to smoke weed in like high school. She's like, it's not going to hurt you. It's nothing's bad about it. It's just one puff. Like this devil was like you're sitting here like you're not you're mature like you can look at it it's not gonna affect you because truth be told when I would look at these people's stuff I wouldn't get upset I wouldn't cry I would just be like huh that's what they're up to but why the fuck do I care what they're up to you know what I mean like that's so insecure that you care what they're doing that's weird 
That's fucking weird. And and if someone was like that didn't like me was always looking at my stuff, I'd be like, hi, you're a fan. You're a fan. Like I would say some really fucked up mean shit to them, you know, but I'm doing it. So I says, get up and go do something that you need to do. Don't do that. You promised yourself you wouldn't. So don't do it. So anyways, I haven't done that in a while. And I'm very proud of myself. But I wanted to admit that because I think a lot of people might think like, oh, I bet Shannon never does shit like that. I, I fucking do shit like that. And I don't want to anymore. So I'm not going to let myself do it anymore. And I'm proud of myself. Pats on the back and shoulders because this dress does not have much reach. Um, okay. The next thing I want to talk about, and I've almost said this on my Instagram a bunch of times. And then every single time I'm like, I might as well just save it for the podcast re-signing my lease in New York and I haven't even told any of my friends in New York yet either which I wonder if some of them kind of like know or if they just all think I'm definitely re-signing my lease so I'm not re-signing the lease in New York and there's a lot of reasons why have I even told you producer Courtney okay she's like what hello surprise okay I'm not re-signing my lease because it just it doesn't make sense to okay and here's here's a long-winded reasoning behind all of it Okay, so when I decided to move, literally, oh my gosh, my holiday episode last year was when I announced I got my apartment in New York, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. It was like my holiday episode, and I was like, I'm moving to New York. I owe you guys an explanation. So, wow, 360. And it was this time last year that I signed my lease, and I was like, I'm doing it. But here's the thing. I was doing it for all the right reasons. I was single. I felt like I was in a really great place in my life. I was very, I mean, I still am obviously like my finances are Gucci, but like I don't have kids. I don't have a a more, I don't have a lot of like really big financial commitments that a lot of people have that would prevent them from having two fucking leases. So I was like, now's the time you're 27, you're single, you're, you're successful, like move to New York, bitch. So you'll have the time of your life. And I did have the time of my life. And I want to say that I I would have probably had the time of my life if I was just, you know, renting uh, an Airbnb or getting hotels because I was just never fucking there. And um, I can I'll say it now on the on the podcast. I don't care. You guys, I think I actually said this on um, Jason Tardick's podcast, too, because he it's a finance podcast. and He talked about a bunch of stuff. But my rent for the um, for the one bedroom stunning Soho apartment in New York. But my rent was seven thousand ninety five dollars a month. a month. If you're listening to this and you think that's fucking insane, it's because it is. It's because it is. Okay. And and back in last December, I justified it because I was like, bitch, you are going to be grinding. You are going to be working. You are going to be doing so much shit that money is just going to flow to you. And listen, I did make great money this year, but it is absolutely astronomically not make sense to pay that much for an apartment when I went there. And this is what this is what I said. This is going to be an episode of honesty. I think you guys, I think I was at that apartment a total. If I had to put a true total amount of time spent in that apartment, I bet it was a month. And, like if I put all the days I was there it back to back to back, I bet I was there from a month and a half, maybe, maybe two months, maybe. And that is, it's sad. It makes me, it makes me feel the way I felt when I left my passport at the airport, but worse because I just feel so stupid I feel, and my mom, like I've talked to my mom about it. I've talked to Taylor about it and they're just the best because they're like, no, it was great at the time. Like you, you did it. You wanted to do it. You wanted to be there. You got your place. But like, I just feel so silly and stupid. And I, I hope I know really sweet people listen to this podcast. Y'all are probably thinking you're not stupid or you might be thinking, yeah, you're fucking stupid. But at the time you have to understand, I did not know. I did. That's what I told my mom. I said, I would not trade and I'm going to sound really sappy and emotional now, but I would not trade meeting James for literally anything in this world. Like I truly feel 
I, I could go on and on and on and I won't get so mushy right now on this podcast. But to me, that was like, that was, that wasn't, is like one of the best things that's happened to me so far in my life. So I would not trade it. But the day I met James was the day I absolutely stopped going to that apartment. And the reason when I got the place in January and then I was told I had to move out of my, as you guys all know, like my old house in Nashville, I had to move out of it. So I didn't spend the first two months in my apartment. And I was like, Oh God, I gotta, I gotta get to the apartment. I spent a good bit of like a little bit of time in spring, but really I was like doing stuff and going back and forth. And I'm like, I'll be in my New York apartment all summer. I remember telling Taylor, like, I'm sorry, you're not really going to see me this summer. I'm going to be in New York a shit ton and I'm definitely going to be there in the fall. And I'm, it's just what I didn't do was I didn't commit. I didn't commit to, to moving to New York. And there's things that I'm just kind of really bummed about. And I just feel, I I hate to say, I, I, I hate to keep calling myself stupid, but I just keep feeling stupid because like, I never, I never became like a New Yorker, like in my head, well, you guys are probably like no fucking shit, but like, I never, I really, when I moved there, I thought I was going to have this, these memories to hold on to. Like when I was young, when I'm older one day and I get to tell my kids like, oh honey, I lived in New York for a year. Like, I don't think I can even say that. Like, I don't think I can even say I lived in New York because I just didn't like, and also I don't really have the cash flow. I know I don't really got it like that to, to, to like have an apartment in New York that I just sometimes pop over to like, no. And so it would even be different if I had this place and I kept it for five years of my life. And I was like, Oh, I used to live in New York every now and then like, no, I, I didn't. And I, I haven't. And I'm just really bummed with myself for not pulling the trigger all the way. Um, logistically that would have been a fucking nightmare because I would have had to put like all my stuff in storage here and then, you know, sign a lease in New York, live in New York for a year, come back sometimes for, it would have just been like, it would have been a fucking nightmare. Producer Courtney's here in Nashville who I literally can't live without and the podcast can't live without. So I don't know how I would have made that make sense, but I'll tell you something. Mary Carlisle in, in January, we all know and love Mary Carlisle and one of my best friends and always giving me great advice. She said to me whenever I can't remember if I just like been like in New York for like a week and a half or two weeks and she, and she just like saw me thriving and she's like, are you loving it? And I was like, Mary Carlisle, I'm literally fucking loving it. And she was like, have you ever thought about like moving there full time? Like, would you ever just like move there full time? And I immediately said like, no. And That is the reason I didn't experience New York like I wanted to experience New York because I didn't commit to it and I had this this foolproof backup plan of Nashville. Nashville was my little like blankie at home that I could come back to whenever I want. And when I would talk to people about keeping my place in Nashville, I'm like, oh yeah, like whenever I'm tired of the city, I can come back to Nashville. Whenever I'm tired of Nashville, I can go to the city. But like, again, you guys, I'm not fucking George Clooney. I don't need to just like have two places like that. I can't really afford that lifestyle. So that really was a bummer, but I, I thought back to when I was 21 and I lived in Nashville. When I moved to Nashville, I went all in. My friends back home were like, what? I still had friends that were still in college. And if they were moving away, and this is absolutely no shade to any of my friends that, that I grew up with, but like if they were moving away they, or went to college with, they were going to like a surrounding city, maybe like an hour away, or they were going to like a state away. I remember when I moved, everyone was like, whoa, she just like packed her back. I was like one of the only people that I knew that was doing it. And I felt so liberated. It's so cool. And it was fucking hard. If I think back to me, like living in Nashville and I have a lot of girls now ask me like, I'm moving to Nashville. How do I make friends? What neighborhood should I live in? Uh, when I lived here, I lived in a neighborhood I absolutely hate now. 
Um, I'm actually not going to say it cause no shade. And if you live there, it's fine. But like, um, I lived there and had a lease for a year in a place I didn't like. I, the friends that I first made when I moved to Nashville, other than Taylor and Mary Carl and all those core friends, I had like roommates and people that I literally don't speak to and have bad relationships with now. Like I, I went through it all. You figure it out, which is fucking life by the way. Right? Like that's just life. That's what happens in life. But I went through all those struggles and ups and downs in Nashville. And I really have just the best, most amazing life and memories in Nashville because I did all that. And I didn't, I didn't do that in New York. I was a pussy. Like I didn't full on go to New York because I knew how hard it would be. I knew that like living in the city is fucking hard. You have no space. You have no room. You don't have closet space. You don't have kitchen space. Everyone's on the move. People are mean. There's a million things going on. Everyone's going a million miles a minute. It's why I love New York, but also it's why I think I didn't fully commit to New York. My sister and her wife, Lauren, they lived in New York for four years and they loved it. And like my, I remember my sister was so excited for me to go to New York and she's like, you should live there. And I was like, I should live there. I know I was, I'm thinking about getting an apartment and she's like, you should do it. Like you should live in New York for a year of your life at least. And I was like, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't live in New York for a year of my life. So I also thought about this the day I remember the moving truck. So let's all take a gander back to the bedless Dutchman. The day the moving truck came to move all of my things officially into my New York apartment. I had been there for like two weeks. I was loving it. I was going out. I was having a fun time. I was experiencing all of New York and its glory and dismay. And um, the bedless Dutchman did not help me move any of my shit in. And uh, yeah, I remember when all that stuff moved in. That was the day my New York life was kind of supposed to start. The next day, the next day, or maybe it was the next week, I went to Barcelona. And then I met James. I remember I came back from Barcelona and pictures were not hung up. I didn't have a couch yet. I didn't have all this stuff yet. And I remember thinking, um, okay, I'll hang all that stuff. I'll hang all that stuff. And then became the whirlwind of James and I, which I love and I'm, and I'm obsessed with. But I, yeah, I started seeing London a lot, which London is a lot like New York. And I remember thinking like, I would probably split time between Nashville and London because London and New York are so similar. I kind of would just want to pick one and I love Nashville. And all of this is to be said, I knew from that day forward, I, I the, the picture that is supposed to hang above my couch is still not hung because I just keep not hanging it. Cause I keep knowing you're just going to have to fucking take that down. And it's, and it's like such a, it's such a signifying, uh, figuration, uh, figurative. Mm, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? It is the representation. That's the word. It's the representation of my time in, in New York, a picture that was never hung because I always knew I wasn't going to stay. And my advice to you, if you're listening to this and you want to move to a new city, do not do what I do. Do not have your you do not have some of your shit back at your parents' house for familiarity to move back to if you want to or to go back to. If you are going to move to a new city, dive the fuck in all the way in. This is my like preach to you because when I did that in Nashville, all the chaos, all the insanity, all the horrible shit that came with it, I look back at that and I fucking love it. And I wish I would have done that in New York. It doesn't make sense for me to do that now. And also like I'm in a relationship and a long distance relationship with that. So I don't really just like, I don't know. There is something kind of like sexy and beautiful about being single in the city. And I'm just not anymore. So like one might say, why don't you put all your stuff in storage in Nashville and go to New York? It just doesn't make, it's just not where I want to be in my life right now. I want to be in Nashville, but yeah, do it. If you're going to fucking do it, go balls to the wall, move to a new city, cry in your bed at night because you don't have any fucking friends, you know, step in shit on the street because you're taking the wrong way. Get lost and have to use your Google maps. Do all the fucking things that you have to do to figure out a new city. If you really want to do this with your life. And if you're happy where you're at, I absolutely keep doing that. But this is for the people who have been thinking about doing it, but not sure. And maybe you watched my Instagram and thought I should do what Shannon did. I should keep my place here. Don't do that. 
Don't do it. Go all the fucking way in and 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 trust yourself to figure it out. And you will figure it out. And had I spent more time in New York, I think I would have thrived and I really would have figured it out. But it was a big, uh, it was a big old whoopsie fuck up. And I lost a lot of money. I, uh, November and December, I did not spend in New York. Like not even once did I step foot through the threshold. So that's something to look at. Uh, yeah, if you want to do that math in your head for how much money I lost, it's a bummer. And like I said, this is an episode of honesty and I realized in this year, oh, one of my new year's resolutions, definitely going to be taking care of the old money better. Yep. And James is very, very, very good with money and like finance and investing and all that kind of stuff. So that's also helpful. Um, Mike Monaco is like constantly telling me to be better with my money. So, um, I'm going to listen to both those men in my life and I'm going to be better with my money. And if you guys want to come along with me on this journey, you're welcome to, because I think it's going to be a difficult journey for me, mostly because I couldn't tell you what seven plus eight is. Twelve? No. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, of course not, because eight plus four is twelve. You know what I mean? Like, but like simple math is tough for me. Y'all are probably going to think I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I really just like I'm not good with math. I'm not good with numbers. I am good with so many things in my life and not bookkeeping. So I've hired a bookkeeper. I will keep you guys very up to date because I feel like a lot of people listening to this are probably like me and just not good with money. And if you are one of those people, let's let's do it. Let's get better with our money. We're going to do it in 2023. I'm going to not give my CPA a heart attack when he does my taxes. And he's like, how much did you spend here? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's ballpark it. He's like, what the fuck? I'm going to end up in an orange jumpsuit one day. Honestly, like tax evasion, calling my name. I don't ever evade my taxes. I do them. I just always do them wrong. Somehow. My CPA doesn't do them wrong. I'm just always giving him the wrong thing. Oh my God. If someone's listening to this, they're going to report me to the IRS. You can, if you want, I always, I'll pay whatever you ask me to pay. (laughs) Every time the IRS sends me a letter, that's like, you actually owe this much. I'm like, no problem. I'll pay it. (laughs) Here you go. Uncle Sam, take my money. Um, yeah. So that was my thoughts on New York. And I just wanted to be very honest with you guys about that. Um, let's see what else do I have coming up? Oh, let me explain to you guys what we're doing for New Year's Eve. So I'm going to leave Nashville and I'm going to, Oh, also I really hope that I thought about this the other day and I was like, cause I'm renting this place. I think another goal I have is to buy a house in like 2024, but also the whole long distance relationship puts a little um, pause on wanting to lay roots somewhere and have a mortgage, you know, be a homeowner. So anyways, um, I thought about it and because I'm renting this place, I'm like, holy shit, I really hope they let me re-sign this lease. I fucking love this house. It is the probably podcast headquarters and, um, oh, I can write that off of my taxes. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I, if I have to move again, you guys have to check me into a psychiatric ward. Like you dead ass, like check me in because I will not be fucking okay. If I have to move all my furniture again. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I am leaving Nashville to go to South Carolina for Christmas. God, I miss my family. And let me tell you, let me tell you what happened while I was gone. Okay. While I was gone, my parents decided to get a puppy because our family dog of nine years passed away. Oh, RIP Gracie. She was literally the sweetest soul losing a dog. There are no words for it. There is like, I, I can't, I can't, I, you guys, if you've lost a dog, you know, you're like, what are the words? Don't have them. Just tears, just crying. So fucking sad. Um, just so, so sad. My parents are dog people. 
So they were not well without a dog. They don't know how to function without a dog. Like they really, I'm not kidding. It's like their whole life and they live on the lake and the dogs that they do have that we've always had in our family have the literal best fucking life ever. In another life, I want to come back as one of them because they just roll around and dead fish all day, eat, get pet and just like are never like, they're like a leash. What's a leash? Like they're so happy. So, um, my parents decided I, I kind of pushed it because I knew they didn't want to be insensitive and get a dog too soon. But I was like, you guys, because we've always had labs, always, always, always. And so I was like, they haven't had a puppy in a while. And I said, you guys, puppies take a lot of time to find the right one, do whatever. So, um, yeah, they, I said, I, I pushed them to do it a little faster and they got a new puppy and conveniently the place they picked the puppy up was in Nashville. And I was like, oh my God. But guess what? I was in fucking Cape Town. So I told my, my mom and my dad drove to drove to Nashville to pick up the dog. They stayed at my house with the puppy. My mom being my mom convinced her neighbor and her husband and then her best friend and her husband. So two separate couples convinced them to get puppies from the same litter so that they would all have be sisters and live at the lake together, like near each other. This is so fucking cute. So they picked all three puppies up at my house and I was in Cape Town. I have to like, I'll try to post the ring footage on my Instagram or something of the, of these three puppies. Just one puppy comes in, two puppies. They're like holding them. Three puppy comes in. Oh my, it's so cute. It's so cute. And I was so sad to miss that. But all that being said, I am so stoked to go back to South Carolina to a precious little puppy. Um, and just can't wait. Her name is Brandy and Brandy is going to be a fine girl and I cannot wait. Uh, so I go home for the holidays. So, okay. This is my route. Ready? Should I pay someone to do an animated version of this? Here's my itinerary. Um, so I I drive. I, I always drive home for Christmas. One, the holidays and the flights are fucking mayhem and they're crazy and they're expensive and they're unreliable and I hate them. Two, there's not a nonstop flight from Nashville to Columbia where my parents would pick me up. And three, my parents don't even live close to Columbia. They have to drive like 45 minutes to the airport. Stupid. So I always drive home. And I like it because I can pack my car full of all the presents and stuff. So I'm driving home for Christmas, but then I, and I won't bore you with these details of the itinerary, but I realized that I would save, I'm trying to be better with our money. Um, I realized I would save like upwards of $2,500 to not fly to, cause I'm doing Miami with Anna Grayson coach and James and I, a little like absolute dream team. And I cannot wait. But we're doing, yeah, we're doing Miami for New Year's Eve. And actually this, we're doing Miami for the 28th and 29th. And then we're going to Sugarloaf Keys. I don't know if y'all know where that is. I've never been. It's like next to the Florida Keys, which I've definitely been to Key West, but not Sugarloaf. Um, so we're going to go to Sugarloaf for actual New Year's Eve to just have like a relaxed, chill time. I think you go and watch the conch drop somewhere. I don't know, but it sounds fun. And I just don't really want to be in a club at four in the morning on New Year's Eve. Um, I really don't. I don't. So anyways, yeah, we're doing that. And I realized driving made more sense. So I'm riding, I'm driving from South Carolina to Jacksonville, oddly not that far away. And then I'm riding with Anna Grace and coach from Jacksonville to Miami. And it's just going to be a nice little road trip. But then James and I, because of that, we will then have a drive from Miami back to South Carolina. <laughs> and yes, we're going to split it up obviously, but like for the most part, we're going to be in the car a lot together. And I called him just to make sure he was okay. Just to like give him a heads up. One, like I had to ask his permission, but like I would like someone to inform me that we were going on a 10 hour road trip. So I was like, Hey, are you cool? Because we're going to save like $2,500 by doing this. The man loves saving money. And I was like, are you cool with that? Because here's the thing. And I was just talking to producer Courtney about this before we started the podcast. Like people in Europe don't road trip. They can't. Where, did they, where, where would they go? 
their their whole country is the size of Texas. They can road trip for three hours. That's it. Bye bye. Now you're at water. Can't go anywhere. Turn back around. And it's crazy to think. And I and I told James this the other day. I was like, holy shit. I am so perplexed sometimes thinking about how big the United States is. Like it is so fucking massive. So anyways, he was telling me that um, it's a very American thing to go on road trips. Like Americans go on road trips because like we save money, we have the space to drive and it's just like not something they do. So I was like, let me make sure he's cool with going on a 10 hour road trip. He was like, I am so excited. He did tell me about to watch. We laughed to listen to house music for 30 minutes straight, which I told him I'll jump out of the car window and tuck and roll into someone else's ongoing traffic. That's playing country music. But other than that, I think we're going to have a really fun time. Um, and I'm looking forward to giving the update on how a 10 hour road trip goes with James. I really can't wait for that. I am so, so excited for the new year. I have already lined up having told producer corny this i have lined up some stellar guests i don't have any dates don't worry we're just people in general that have agreed to be on the podcast that you guys are going to shit your pants over i mean i just cannot wait the future of probably podcast in 2023 so much has happened in 2022 um it's just it's magical it makes me so happy and it's you know i don't i wonder if i could find a piece of paper that i wrote my resolutions on or like goals that's what i like to do better i like to do goals more than like resolutions because resolutions are always like you know fixing yourself these are just things i'd like to achieve and like i'm just so excited i am absolutely and i'm saying it now on this fucking show i said it on the last holiday episode and it didn't happen but we also know this is a very busy year for shannon but um we're doing live shows we're doing live shows next year count your fucking mm, bet your bottom dollar on it count your bottom dollar <laughs> you can bet your bottom dollar so um that's gonna be fun i can't wait i just recently saw some of my girlfriends i will absolutely shout them out because i was just so inspired you know like you know that really cool feeling where you're not jealous, you're just inspired and you're like, oh my God, I want to do that. Um, Brooke and Danielle, the Gals on the Go podcast had this live show in New York. It looked so iconic. It looked so fun. They are so fun. And I just like pictured doing that with you guys. And I was like, I can do that. I want to do that. Like they just, they made me, they just like lit the fire under my ass. I was like, I want to do that. That is so like, that makes me so happy to watch them succeed like that and to watch them fucking crush it. They sold off the Grand Rescue Theater in New York. So incredible. And like their crowd was fucking rocking with them, man. Like it just looked, it, it looked like a dream come true. And like going to Claudia's shows on the road, like obviously it's different because she's a literal stand up comedian and a professional. But like even just that, I just was like, oh, I'm so so inspired by the women around me and i'm not taking no for an answer we are having two things on your dinner plates for 2023 it is live shows and it is merch and the merch is already in works and the designs i've actually already looked at a bunch of them and they are so fucking cute you're gonna love them you're gonna love me i'm so fucking lovable merry christmas happy hanukkah happy holidays and a very very fucking happy new year to all of you listening i love you